Hi everybody and welcome to our live video today and this is one with a bit of a difference where we're going to be answering some questions. It's like a QA and a um, with two coaches. These are questions that people have submitted to us, have emailed in LinkedIn, Instagram, they've come from all over so thank you very much for your questions um, and I think why don't we get started Laura? All right. Excellent. So our first question today comes from a message that we received on Instagram at the Mint Door Club. So if you want to find us on Instagram, that's where it's at. But this question, oh, yes, I identify with this one. So I'm a dentist working in a large multi-doctor practice. I often find myself surrounded by confident colleagues, but I don't feel the same level of confidence. What strategies or steps can I take to boost my own confidence and feel more assured in my professional abilities? Wow. Oh, I feel, I I know what this feels like. I've been in these shoes. Um, I will start off by saying that, number one, it can feel lonely if you feel that you don't have the same degree of confidence or competence, maybe the two get linked together as people you're working with, I would reflect and say for one minute, pause and think, is this could be just your perception? Mm. Um, As I mean, this question came from Instagram and maybe Instagram is a really good or social media in a way is a really good point to illustrate this, but we only get to see what other people want us to see. Um, so on Instagram, you get the rose-tinted spectacles view of people's lives. In a dental practice with other people appearing more confident, I would suggest that they're wearing some sort of bravado or outward professional stoicism. We often talk about wearing masks, mm-hmm. but this is maybe for other people a way that they cope with feeling a lack of confidence. So First of all, I would say you're not alone. Mm-hmm. There's probably a high degree of possibility that the people that you see as more confident mm-hmm. are probably actually worrying about their own abilities and confidence in that situation. Mm-hmm. What about you, Laura? Where where would you take this one? Yeah, you know, I, I love that as a first step. And then I think I would then take the next step and really dig into the meaning of confidence. Mm-hmm. And the fact that it it it's an intense trust in yourself. And so switching the focus onto how others appear into an internal focus of what's in my control. Mm-hmm. And what's in your control is that intense trust in yourself. And how do you build trust? Well, number one, you keep your promises to yourself. So... Um, you're showing up as your best every day, doing your best. You're digging into what you need to um, explore more as far as learning or uh, procedures. And you're worrying about you and stopping the comparison. And so just building on that internal intense trust in yourself, I think, and letting everybody else do their thing. I love that definition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we hope we hope that that is a helpful answer to that question. And I'm sure the person that submitted that question, it's not just them that's feeling that way. Mm-mm. I so. can remember that 
<laughs> I think I could do with some of your advice from time to time even now. So thank you for that one. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So we have another question, don't we, Karen? Uh, we do. So this one comes, this one came on our LinkedIn page. Um, and it starts off, so it's another dentist that wrote in and said, I often find myself not being as busy as I'd like to be at work. And the uncertainty of my income makes me feel uneasy. What strategies or techniques can I implement to cope with this situation and regain a sense of stability and fulfillment in my professional life? Mm. Yeah. Mm. I feel this one too. Um, just the the up and down nature of dentistry and um, the things that are outside of your control. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where that uncertainty and that feeling comes in is not the unknown, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think for this one too, going back to what's in your control mm-hmm. and I, and then figuring out what you can, what you do know. So maybe sitting down and mapping out your expenses, your typical Mm -hmm. expenses month to month, what those are, so that you know what what you need. And then working backwards into how you can create that. And then I think this is where this is where a lot of people stop that maybe is like the key to helping with that discomfort that you're feeling. But thinking about the obstacles that may get in the way of you not bringing in that certain amount of income, you know, whether it be um, procedures not getting put in the schedule that month, maybe somebody doesn't show up, Mm -hmm. maybe um, something in the lab, there's a snafu that sets treatment back. Um, whatever that may be, look at those obstacles and see what will you do then? Yeah. And, and plan, plan for it. Um, and, and, and then get creative. Like what other, what other ways can you think about implementing your, or supplementing, not implementing, supplementing your income? Um, Maybe there's other procedures that you could add to the mix. Maybe there's uh, different ways to be more efficient so that you're utilizing your time better. All sorts yeah. of things. Yeah. I think that put, casting that eye of creativity mm-hmm. on that situation and just brain dump mm-hmm. the ideas that you have. No idea is a bad idea because it's an idea. And just write as many as you can think of of other things that you could do that will fill some of the fill some of those gaps that you may have in your schedule right now mm-hmm. and w- with that creativity push the boundary a little bit and think about what you enjoy doing mm-hmm. and see how you can bring more of that into your day-to-day practice mm-hmm. so okay. yeah that's some good that was a good question that is a good question yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. These are good. These are really fun. And and I'd just like to just pause here for a minute and thank our our followers for these great questions, because, you know, and we picked we picked the top ones that that we, you know, so these are really good questions. And we'll we'll get to another one, another one that came from Instagram Mm -hmm. um, in a in a message on Instagram. This one is a new owner dentist. Um, So, number one, we'd just like to say. 
bless you to the new yeah. owner dentist who uh, is going down that journey. And right now, um, this owner dentist has noticed that my team often feels tired, grumpy, mm-hmm. and disengaged. It's concerning me, and I want to provide them with the support they need. However, finding the time, energy, and resources to do so feels completely overwhelming. What practical strategies or approaches can I adopt to effectively support and uplift my team despite the constraints of running a busy practice? Yeah, you can feel the weight of this problem because when you think about how do you help a team, that's a lot of people, even in a small practice, Mm -hmm. it's a lot of people to be looking after. So what I would say is, your team really want to feel listened to. Mm. Um, They want to feel valued and acknowledged and really that they're important in the life of the practice. Mm -hmm. One thing that we really like doing, Laura and I, is helping teams discover their individual values, that each team member gets the opportunity to do that. So sitting down with them um, and have a conversation about what their values are Mm -hmm. and that sharing between each other is really important because they will then get to understand each other Mm -hmm. so teams just don't feel overwhelmed because they have work to do Mm -hmm. um and they might they're not just grumpy because maybe it's not the how the day wanted to happen something you know came along and derailed it Mm -hmm. it's those interactions within the team so if you can get your team to really share with each other what matters, what's important to each individual one. They are going to gain a much better understanding of each other. And then with that, they all pull together a little bit better as a team. And this isn't something that in one question in two minutes, we can solve this whole issue, but that's just a starting point of just building that culture of that you really care and you really want this to be a great place for them to work. Mm, Yeah. That's so important. I think, you know, another thing to remember is that your team is, they have lives outside of your office. And so often in a busy dental practice, like you say, you're busy, there's the time constraints of running a busy practice, we don't have time to get into what may be going on in their in their lives as a whole person. Yeah. Um, And I think this is where as a leader, um, sometimes delegation is really important where you can uh, delegate this type of care to um, some something else so that that team member feels heard, like you said. Um, and this is, again, one of our favorite ways to support dental practices with our well-being aware program is really providing that space to um, gift that team member, whole person, well-being, and Mm -hmm. and feel listened and heard to as a whole person and not just a dental team member. So, yeah. yeah, Great, great advice. And don't give up hope. Don't give up hope. A grumpy team can easily turn around to be a happy team with a little bit of nurturing. That's right. Yeah, you can can turn it around. 
The next question, um, I'm reading off an email that we got from a recent graduate. And they say, I find myself giving all my energy to my team and patients, which leaves me exhausted with little desire to engage in activities I used to love outside of work. How can I reclaim my joy and rediscover the passion for things I used to enjoy doing, despite the demands and the responsibilities of my role now? Gosh, I feel all of these, don't you? Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, energy is something I don't think we talk enough about mm-hmm. and energy management. I think we talk a lot about self-care and the perception of, you know, going to the spa or taking a trip, having a vacation and all of those things are wonderful and needed. I'm not saying that, but on a, a daily basis, even on an hourly basis, managing our energy. And I think a lot of people don't or forget about the emotional piece of dentistry as well Mm -hmm. and how that can really drain you. And so, you know, implementing ways to recharge throughout your day, you know, Mm -hmm. every hour to 90 minutes, really taking a break to take a breath, get a drink of water, make sure you're going to the bathroom, having healthy, healthy snack, getting outside for a breath of fresh air. Um, Just those little things can really reset your energy so that at the end of the day, you're not so exhausted. Yeah. I think that's just so to be able to leave work and feel good mm-hmm. at the end of the day is a huge part. And in the question, they asked about how can I like, they have little desire to engage in activities that they used to really enjoy. And I think by doing that as the first step, mm-hmm. you give yourself more energy and then maybe acknowledge that having recently begun the real world of working in opposed to dental school it is tough Mm -hmm. it is different from what you've been used to doing before dental school is different in a different sorry is difficult in a different way Mm -hmm. um there's nobody setting you a test or an exam to pass so both are challenging but in different ways Mm -hmm. and maybe just allow that maybe you can't do as much as you used to mm-hmm. on an evening, mm-hmm. but be very intentional about the things that you do choose to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and have a think back about, even think back to when you were a child and what did you used to do when you were a child or a teenager before you had all those pressures put on you of college and dental school and real life working? What do you do for joy in those days? Mm-hmm. And follow that track of that line of thought, because you may pick out something that you're like, oh my gosh, I haven't done that for a long time. Mm -hmm. Um, We were speaking to somebody and they really liked when they were younger, they just loved sitting down and having the time to do coloring. Mm -hmm. This lady wasn't an amazing artist. She would admit that herself. That's not me giving her that title of not an amazing artist, but she would say that herself. But she did as a child love sitting down with coloring pencils and paper and just coloring. Mm-hmm. And that's where she was able to find a little bit of joy for evenings when maybe she did feel tired mm-hmm. and worn out and maybe didn't feel like doing big, exciting things on an evening, but was able to put some of the joy back in. So mm-hmm. have a think back to what you did when you were younger. That's wonderful advice. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hopefully that makes a bit of a difference and you can try it out and let us know. 
Yes. Let us know how that works out. Awesome. All right. Well, we're rounding up with one last question here. And this one comes from our Facebook group through an instant or a direct message. And again, this is another one that as I read this, and I'm sure you will too, Karen, feel feel it exactly. So before extraction appointments, I often experience intense anxiety to the point where it almost feels like I'm having a panic attack. It's affecting my ability to provide the best care for my patients. What strategies or techniques can I use to effectively manage my anxiety in these situations and maintain a calm and composed state of mind? I I know this feeling. <laughs> it, it's all too real. Even just reading the question and thinking of putting myself in that position would bring that would bring it back. If we do, if we kind of share how I'll answer this question, I'm just going to share something of what you would do in that first feeling of anxiety creeping in, um, and how you can almost stop it from progressing into the point where you feel like you're going to have a panic attack. Mm -hmm. And in that moment, we all feel our anxiety physically somewhere. Mm -hmm. So just pause, breathe, and just notice where it is you feel your anxiety. If it were me, I feel it right here, just above my sternum, sits right here. And this is a technique that um, I learned from Mel Robbins. And she said, you put your hands on the place where you feel that physical sensation of anxiety. And you say to yourself, I'm okay. I'm safe. I'm loved. And if you need to say it a couple of times, but just by acknowledging the physical presence of that and putting hands on it, just diminishes it a little bit that it then doesn't sort of keep going on that path to being a panic, that feeling of a panic attack, because that's so unpleasant Mm -hmm. to get to that point. So that would be my very initial first step is address it in that way. Mm -hmm. Have you got something, Laura, that they can add in after that, once they've kind of stopped it from going over the edge? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think that it, number one, know that your, you're feeling anxious, but likely your your patient and maybe your assistant are also feeling anxious. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is something that you can actually do with your assistant and your patient, all three of you together, and maybe just bring the level of anxiety down for all mm-hmm. of you. And it's just a simple breathing technique. And so you could implement this before every extraction and say, all right, let's just, everybody, let's just get calm and centered before and put a good intention to the outcome of this extraction. Mm-hmm. But while we're while we're putting that intention out there, let's do a little bit of breathing. And it's as simple as a, a full breath in and then releasing that breath slower and longer than the inhale. So you can even add a hum to that breath. Humming is a great way to calm your nervous system. So if you were to just take a deep breath in for a count of four and then hum for a count of six Mm -hmm. and do a few rounds of that, you know, with your patient and your assistant, you could even, you know, you won't even have to let on that it's you that's feeling anxious, but you will reap the benefits of doing this exercise together. And then really the energy in the whole room calms down and allows you to have a better experience with your extraction. That's, that's really 
even just doing that then, and I'm not anxious right now, but I felt it just go, hmm. So it's a nice physiological response yes. that that sets up for you and your patients. Yeah. Uh, well, oh. this has been so fun to get to answer these questions on this live for you today. I'm sure we will do it again soon. So keep sending your questions in. We love them. Yes. Um, anytime you can yes. send us a question. Yeah. And we hope, we hope if you're listening, you found some encouragement um, from these questions and some of the answers that that we provided and just highlight and know that you're you're not alone if you identified with any of these questions you're not alone and so um, anytime reach out ask us these questions you know how to find us uh, we're here for you and uh, we'll see you again the next time we have live q a with the mentor see you soon